Hello, my beautiful friends. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. And as I speak, it is almost four o'clock on July 4th. We've got the train going by currently (laughs) and a lot of people outside partying that are actually pretty loud. Um, I don't mind it because they were all just singing Don't Stop Believing by Journey in unison. So I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) They're partying hard. I hope they're having fun. And my AC is currently on. So please forgive the background noise. Um, Today I'm actually going to be sharing my story with you. And this is an attempt to really set myself free and tell my story so that I can just feel that sense of freedom. Um, A lot of you guys know my story. I've shared it um, in a few different ways in the past, but I've never actually sat down and recorded myself telling my story. I don't really know what's going to flow through. Um, I'm just setting the intention to open my heart and open my mind. And I pray that my story inspires you. You know, each of us has a story and stories are everything. Stories are so powerful because that's how we can know hope and strength. And, you know, as humans, we get so inspired when we hear about other humans doing amazing things. And, you know, my story is not like that extravagant. Um, But it is pretty crazy, honestly. (laughs) So, First, let me say, if you're new here, um, you know, I'm I'm really thankful for you. Um, But if you are new here, you might see me as confident and, you know, outgoing or extroverted. Who knows? Who knows how you perceive me? (laughs) But it wasn't that long ago where I was actually just riddled with anxiety and self-hatred and I was in a very dark phase of life I didn't see a way out of it I didn't see any light or hope I was filled with feelings of doom and misery And I honestly felt really helpless. I felt like no one understood me. Especially my husband. Um, And, you know, we lived in... We lived a very, very, very dark life. So... I'll get more into that in a little bit, but what I want to say is that, you know, coming out of that, that's truly why I have so much joy and so much happiness and 
energy and life again because I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Yes, I still have bad days, um, of course. But every day I'm, I'm really able to anchor into the gratitude because I see how far that I've come. All right, so let's get into my story. I don't even know how long this is going to be. <laughs> so I was born in Blowing Rock, North Carolina, which is a little town in the mountains, the Appalachian Mountains. I loved going outside. I was just uh, enthralled at nature and water and trees and flowers and climbing trees, climbing rocks. I was just in love with Mama Gaia, our earth. And my parents split up. Um, my dad had a bit of a drinking problem. I had a lot of family members that had drinking problems and, you know, half of my family was atheist and then eventually my mom remarried when I was like seven and we started going to church. Um, we started going to the Southern Baptist church. We moved to a new town that was very boring and flat and hot in South Carolina. <laughs> My dad got remarried. And um, I didn't really have any super close siblings. I had my step-siblings, I had a half-sister, and then eventually I got a, a baby half-brother as well. Um, but I was pretty autonomous growing up, pretty independent, and I love to draw. I love to draw. Um, looking back on it now, I kind of realize I would draw because that was the only way I knew that I would be impressing people and getting that sense of acceptance and um, getting those words of affirmation. Like, you know, people would always be like, wow, like people would be so impressed by my art. And so that was just why I kept doing it. Um, also, I loved it, but. I remember that being, you know, a key driving factor. And in middle school, I started having these staring spells. They were just a few seconds long, but it felt like my brain would just turn off for a second or two. And then I would come back and like not know what I was saying, not know what I was talking about, not knowing what's going on around me. And I tried to explain this to my mom, and she was kind of like, you know, oh, that sounds normal. I think that happens to everybody kind of thing. And eventually I was like, I, I don't think this is normal. 
You know, this is happening a lot to me and I can't control it. So, um, I think I was 12 at the time. We started going to doctors and my family doctor was like, I'm pretty sure you have epilepsy or I'm pretty sure this might be absent seizures that you're experiencing. So we're going to send you to a neurologist, yada, yada, yada. I was diagnosed with epilepsy and then started the medications. Um, I remember, you know, at this time, I really felt like I was broken, really felt like I was at a disadvantage. Um, And the more anxious I was, the worse my seizures were. So the more down about it I got, the the worse they got. We tried so many medications that did not work, that gave me so many side effects. Just felt like I was sick all the time. At one point we tried to treat my seizures naturally and it didn't work at all. So um, I got a new neurologist and finally, guys, 12th grade, (laughs) 12th grade. So like almost six years after I was diagnosed, we found a medication that worked. And it was called Depakote. And at the time, the doctor was like, we really hate prescribing this because it has so many bad side effects, but it works. And, um, you know, basically you're a young girl, um, if you ever want to have children, we're going to have to take you off of this medicine because it can cause the birth defects. It will also cause your hair to fall out. It will cause you to gain weight and you're going to be deficient in vitamin D and calcium. So you have to supplement those because those are important. And, um, I didn't supplement those. I didn't really know how to take care of myself. All I knew that was that my seizures were gone. And simultaneously, I was painting a lot. So I became kind of locally well-known for my paintings, and I was able to sell them for several hundred dollars each. And um, that became my world. You know, basically being an artist and being perfect. I was just so um, obsessed with being the best I could possibly be. Um, I wanted to be the first in my class. I was only the third. (laughs) Um, And looking back on that now, I can say that I was really wanting approval. Really wanting to just feel like I was enough, you know, deep inside. I was very, very involved with the Southern Baptist Church all through high school. I was at church every Wednesday, every Sunday night, every Sunday morning. And then I was there throughout the week as well for sports. And I was at every summer camp, you know, um, church was very much my world and God was number one, everybody else was number two, and I was number three. 
I didn't really know how to set boundaries. I didn't know how to discern what I really wanted. And um, I just wanted to please God and please the church. So I simultaneously was dating a boy that I met at the church. We started, well, we became really close friends when I was 13. And we started dating when I was 14. He was a couple years older than me. But I had decided, you know, even at the age of 14, that I was going to marry this man because that's what God wanted me to do, I thought. We dated a long time. And things were okay at first. Things were actually pretty good at first, but we both went through a lot of traumas. He especially went through really traumatic time in college. And, you know, we stayed together. Um, we really did care for each other. We really did love each other. Um, and I had just decided he was the one, so there wasn't really any other option for me. Um, I went through college. I studied interior design, and college was so, so, so hard. It was, it was trauma. <laughs> it was trauma. It was miserably hard, and of course I wanted to be the best. And so I sacrificed myself and my health. I didn't see friends. I didn't take care of myself. And like I said, I, I didn't supplement. So my seizures were gone at this point, thank God, because I was getting no sleep. And seizures would have been really bad through college if I wasn't on that med medication. Um, but I started gaining weight. My hair started falling out. I was just very, very depressed and anxious, very low self-confidence at this point. Um, but I married my boyfriend uh, when I was a senior in college. We bought a house. After I graduated, um, I got a job in interior design. It was my dream job. And then that summer, on my 23rd birthday, I think it was, maybe my 22nd birthday, I can't remember, I just know it was on my birthday, I went to the neurologist, and they said you know, we really want you to get off of this medication, Depakote, because it's causing a lot of side effects. It's a really old drug and we want to give you something newer and cleaner. And um, I was terrified. I was like, no, I've been on this since, you know, high school, 12th grade, and it's been working. And I, I know that if I get off of it, I'm not going to find one that works. But... I came to terms with it and I was like, okay, okay, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 
Around that same time, I got a set of essential oils from Young Living, and they were so, they were such high quality that they really, really made a difference for me. And when I had to wean off of my epilepsy medication, um, you know, it took three months to come off of it because I was on a lot, I was on a high dosage. And the withdrawal effects were like insane. I felt rage. I felt anger in my body. I had body aches, fever, chills, headache. Um, I felt bipolar. I felt just so anxious and shaky. I would have panic attacks at work. And my doctors never told me that the withdrawal effects would be bad. They, they did not prepare me for that. And luckily I had my oils to help ground me. Um, and a few weeks after I got off of the drugs, I had my first seizure. It was September 11th, 2017. And I was like, yeah, that was a seizure. <laughs> you know, I haven't had one in years, but, and they're so short. Sometimes they're hard to recognize. So I called my doctor. I was like, yeah, I'm, ha I'm having them again. And um, they were like, okay, um, it's okay. I'm going to get you on a new medis medicine and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. But until then, you can't drive. You know, you can't drive to work. <sighs> and my commute was like an hour or more. So I didn't feel comfortable driving. And I started going to work. I told my bosses, you know, this is just until I find a new medication. And at that point, we were really poor. I started waitressing again, and I hated my job. I hated waitressing. I hated my... Okay, guys, they put me on new medication. Gosh, it was so bad. For, for like a three-hour window, every time I took that new medicine, I felt completely drunk, like everything was moving I could I would see like three or four of an object and I was very dizzy I couldn't really walk straight so the new drugs were not really treating me well and um, I tr was on them for a long time I told my doctor like um, I really hate the way this makes me feel I want to get off of it and they said, um, no, we're going to actually double your dosage. These are the kind of doctors we have out there. And they don't really give you a choice. They don't really value your opinion. <laughs> Wow. 
My leg is fully asleep. <laughs> fully. <laughs> okay. So, I did double the dosage. <laughs> no surprise, I was even more miserable. And they were like, okay, if this doesn't work, we're going to add in another drug. You know, this other new one. And then we're going to add in another one if that doesn't work. And by the way, we don't really know how these drugs work, but whatever. Here, just take all these. Doesn't matter about the side effects. You know, they'll, the side effects will maybe go away for you. Okay, so it was January 2018 now. And I said, I'm, I am tired of this. I can't do this. I, like... I said, I want to try CBD and some natural approach to, to help my seizures. And they said straight up, CBD does not work. And I was like, well, what about all these stories of people who say that it w works for them? And then they're like, yeah, it'll, it, it'll work for a little bit, but then it'll stop working. So eventually I got so upset that I told them... I'm not coming back. I'm not taking these drugs anymore. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. And I went back to work because my seizures were not severe. And my doctors were trying to really scare me into not driving and putting my life on hold when my and I was I would try to tell them my seizures are not that bad, guys. Like they really don't happen that much and they happen when I am not well. So if I can just take care of myself. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Alrighty, so I went back to work, and I was still using my oils, I was still painting, I had started my Etsy shop called Oily and Artsy, and things were going pretty well at this point. I had lost weight, I finally felt good in my skin, and yeah, my seizures were not cured by any means, but they were manageable, and so eventually I got a new job offer at a new firm. Um, that was really exciting, and things were going well, except for my marriage. <laughs> my marriage was really, really, really bad, and our home life was so dark, so dark. Fighting was nonstop. It was very, uh, a very aggressive environment and partner um violent yelling throwing things punching things um and he was always sick and he was always in chronic pain and i became like his caregiver basically he stopped working 
2018. And um, I was like, it's okay, like focus on your healing and I will, you know, go to work and run my Etsy shop and sell my oils and (laughs) I can do this. (laughs) Because that was my attitude always, like there's a challenge, I'm up for it, I can do it. But looking back on it now, I see how I just completely abandoned myself. And instead of healing, he actually got significantly worse. He stopped leaving the house and was kind of wasting away. And so, as you can imagine, things got really bad. And we had decided that somewhere along the way we were going to move to Oregon because that's where we honeymooned and we loved Oregon. Um, One main motivator was that cannabis was legal over there. And so one thing about my ex-husband is that he smoked a lot, a lot of marijuana. And I did too. It became our lifestyle. Um, I have wasted thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of my own money. I was very not good with my money. Um, we were not healthy. We were not happy. And so eventually I was like, let's move to Oregon so he can work in cannabis and he can get access to medicinal marijuana and you know I'll just go full-time in my business and things will get better for us you know that was what I was holding on to so I literally quit my job we sold our house which was a shithole our house was so dark and depressing and ruined it was honestly ruined because of how destructive he was. There were roaches everywhere. I mean, it was disgusting. It, w- it had a very heavy, dark energy in that home. The windows were always closed up. Blinds were down. Like, no light got into that house. So I was very happy to walk away from it. We bought a camper which was a travel trailer and a truck to pull the travel trailer. I traded in my car, we bought a truck. Everything was obviously in my name because I was the only one making money. And we literally put our dog and our four bunny rabbits into the truck. And we drove across the country to Oregon. And now we are in September 2019. Actually, August, but we got there September 1st. We got there, we were so full of hope, we were like, things are going to get better, even though on the drive there, guys, that was so rough, so many fights, so many tears, so many breakdowns, but we made it, and um, we finally felt like things were going to get better. They did for a few weeks. But then then things got way worse. Things got way worse because 
he didn't get a job. And so that was the whole reason we went out there. And I, I, you know, I was not able to make as much money as I wanted to. And we were so poor. We had nothing. We were in a travel trailer in Bend, Oregon, which if you don't know, it's a very, very cold place. We got like, in September, we got snow. So by October, November, it was bone cold, below zero, insanely cold. We couldn't really leave the camper that much. And yeah, he, he wasn't really getting a job. So we were both stuck in there and then the fighting came back. The violence came back. Um, I won't get into it because I just, you know, I don't really want to give you that pain or visual. Um, but I was so desperate for him to seek healing and I asked him straight up, I need you to seek healing somehow. And he wouldn't. He just wouldn't. He was convinced that basically he was broken because I didn't actually love him. He saw me as selfish and I saw him as the reason I couldn't take care of myself. The reason I couldn't actually be myself felt like I was completely chained and codependent to this person. So, December 1st, I think it was, 2019, um, my aunt who lived in eastern Washington came down to Bend to pick me up. And at that time, I told my husband, you know, I'm just going to be gone for a few weeks. I need some space from you. I need to think about things. You need some space from me because you clearly hate me. And, um, you know, this will be good. So when I left, um, he was so angry and yelling that I didn't love him, yelling that I'm selfish. And then weeks after I was gone, you know, he would call me and just yell at me and, and he said that I made him into a monster. I mean, he never really apologized. He never really like tried to make amends. And so I took that as, a, and, and I was living like uh, finally for myself for the first time in my life. I was honoring myself simple things guys I would find so much joy in just washing my face before bed like I was finally able to care for myself and so I knew in my bones I could not go back and I lived with my aunt for about eight months total and um Really, that whole time was just healing and learning who I was, learning who I wanted to be. Um, I 
I had learned breath work basically in 2018. So I learned the power of breath work. I took a four month long program um, on it and I learned all about it. And so it was really when I left my husband that I could begin utilizing these tools um, and really actually diving into the healing work that I needed. And so I also started guiding other people through breathwork and sharing the gift of breathwork. Um, and then, you know, the pandemic happened <laughs> and everything changed. Everything changed. I thought I would be, I thought I would move to Portland and I actually did end up moving to Portland, but everything turned out differently. So I eventually, like I said, moved to my dream city, which is Portland, Oregon. And I actually got my travel trailer back from my ex. And when I got it back, you know, it was, it was completely trashed. It was completely trashed, but I fixed it up, cleaned it, fixed it, painted it, renovated it and made it mine. And that was such a healing thing for me to do. Um, but I still was struggling so hard for money, um, just to feel a sense of stability and security. I was out there pretty much on my own. I had a few really close friends, but like basically all alone. And to a certain extent, I'm cool with that. But after a while, it can be really hard. And so it was actually one of my friends, Robin, who came out to visit me while I was there. And she was, she was like, Helen, what are you doing out here? I was about to start working at Starbucks just to make some extra money. And um, she's like, they're going to make you wear a mask and you're going to hate that. What are you doing? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like I have this degree in interior design that I'm not using. And she's like, why don't you get back into design? And so I was like, I guess so. I guess I could. Um, but if I do that, I'm probably going to move back to Charlotte, North Carolina, because that's where my job was. And that's where I know people in the industry. And then God started working everything out. Like, and when I say God, I really mean the universe. But everything started setting in motion. For that to happen. Um, you know, I found a home for my camper. I got my job back. And before I knew it, I was driving a rental car across the country with my pet bunny rabbit and all my belongings and coming back. And that was super healing for me to do and um, to realize like, okay, I'm, I'm, I healed and now it's time for me to come back and like really make amends with my family, my friends, and like close this circle of healing by coming home. And so I've been here now for like eight months and again, just focusing on healing, like healing and expressing and sharing and inspiring other people. Um, breathwork is a big part of what I do as well as essential oils, crystals, plant-based eating, um, just joyful body movement, 
water, sunshine, just like really basic things that I think we've all forgotten um, just how potent they are. And I know that I'm here to be a light and to guide other people back home to themselves. So that's my story. (laughs) That's my story. And I feel like things are really just getting started, you know? Who knows what the future holds? I know that I'll be traveling again. I have no attachments to expectations. Um, Very open. Just focusing so much on opening my mind and opening my heart to what the universe has in store for me. Um, And so if you're here in my circle, I just want to say I'm so thankful for you. And I love you. I love you deep. Um, You know, my seizures were the path to healing for me because they truly do teach me to be more in tune with myself. And when they happen, I know something is off. And these days they happen really rarely, which is so beautiful. So grateful. And I really believe we're all here to just uncover that truest essence that is within us, you know, the, the truth of who we are, our core selves, under the conditioning, under the societal expectations and limiting beliefs and trauma, is our self, our soul that's ready to shine. And all you have to do is be yourself and shine that light. Life gets to be easy. Life gets to be playful and fun. And we can just remember that purity and that light that we are. So I love you guys. And thank you so much for listening to my story.